Hello and welcome to another episode of CISO Tradecraft, the podcast that provides you with the information, knowledge, and wisdom to be a more effective cybersecurity leader. My name is G. Mark Hardy, and today we're going to explore a number of things a CISO needs to know about pen testing. As always, please follow us on LinkedIn and make sure you subscribe so you can always get the latest updates. Now, to get a good understanding of pen testing, we're going to go over the basics every CISO needs to understand. What is it? Where are the good places to look for it? What should I look for in a pen test provider? What does a penetration testing provider need to provide? And what's changing on this going forward? Well, first of all, let's talk about what a pen test is not. It is not a simple vulnerability scan. That's something you can do yourself with any number of publicly available tools. However, performing a vulnerability scan and then acting on remediating what you find is an important prerequisite for a pen test. I mean, why pay hundreds of dollars per hour for someone to point out what you can find yourself in your bunny slippers sipping a latte? So now let's start with providing a definition of a pen test. According to Wikipedia, a penetration test or a pen test is an authorized simulated cyber attack on a computer system performed to evaluate the security of a system. It's really designed to show weaknesses in the system that can be exploited. Let's think of things we want to test. It could be a website, an API, a mobile application, an endpoint, a firewall, etc. There's really a lot of things you can test, but the thing to remember is you have to prioritize what has the highest likelihood or largest impact to cause a company harm. You need to focus on high likelihood and impact because professional pen tests are not cheap. Usually they cost between ten dollars and $30,000, but if you have a complex system, it's not unheard of for it to go up to 100000 bucks. Now, as a CISO, you need to be able to defend this expenditure of resources. So you'll usually define a clear standard that our company will perform pen testing on customer-facing applications or PCI applications or financially significant applications or Sarbanes-Oxley-relevant applications once per year. My friend John Strand, who founded Black Hills Information Security, pointed out in a recent webcast that sometimes you, the client, may not know what you mean by the term pen test. He says sometimes clients want just a vulnerability scan, or sometimes an external scan of vulnerabilities to identify risk, sometimes a compromise assessment where a tester has access to a workstation and tries to work laterally. Or sometimes pen tests may mean a red team where a tester acts like a threat actor and tries to bypass controls. Or ideally, means a collaborative effort involving both red teams and blue teams to document gaps and to help defenders do their job better. And John goes on to state that your pen test objective should be to, quote, provide evidence of the effectiveness of current defensive mechanisms and attack detection methodologies. So that suggests that you probably shouldn't confuse a pen test with a red team exercise. A red team exercise just wants to accomplish an objective like steal data from an application. A pen test wants to enumerate vulnerabilities in a scoped target system so the developer can patch and remediate. Now it's a subtle difference, but consider that a red team only needs to find one vulnerability to declare success, whereas a pen tester keeps going to help identify potentially exploitable vulnerabilities. Now is a pen test about finding all vulnerabilities? I would say no. There are vulnerabilities that might require a disproportionate amount of resources to exploit for little or no value. Maybe something with a CVSS score of 4.0 or the like. Those can often be left unpatched without consequence. 
the cost of remediating may exceed the value of the risk avoided. And a pen test that doesn't enumerate those noise level things, I would not say at all is defective. There's a really is a good enough standard of risk. And that's defined by management as acceptable risk. So when a scoping a pen test or reviewing the results, make sure that any findings are both relevant and can make economic sense to remediate. And let's take the example that you want to perform a web application pen test on your public website so you can fix the vulnerabilities before the bad actors find them. Now, the first question you should consider is, do you want an internal or an external pen test? Well, the classic answer of it depends is appropriate. If this website is something of a service that you are selling to other companies, then chances are those companies are going to ask you for things like an ISO 27001 certification or a SOC 2 Type 2 report. Both of those standards require, you guessed it, a penetration test. In this case, your company would be expected to document a pen test performed by an external provider. Now, if your company has a website that is selling direct to a consumer, then chances are you don't have that same level of requirement for an external pen test. So you may be able to just perform an internal pen test by your own internal company employees. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Center for Internet Security Critical Controls, formerly known as the SANS Top 20. The current version, 8, has 18 controls that are listed in order of importance, and they include pen testing. Now, what's the priority of pen testing, you may ask? Um, number 18 of 18. It's dead last. Now, that doesn't mean that pen tests are not valuable or not useful or even not important. What it does mean is that pen tests come at the end of building your security framework and implementing controls. Starting with a pen test makes no sense, in my humble opinion, although compliance-oriented organizations probably do this more often than they should. That approach makes the pen tester's job one of filtering through noise. There are probably a ton of vulnerabilities and weaknesses that should have been remediated in advance and could have been with very little effort. So think of a pen test as a final exam, if you will. Otherwise, it's a rather expensive way to populate your security to-do list. Okay, let's say we want to have an external pen test and we have the ten dollars to $30,000 on hand to pay an external vendor. Now, remember this. A penetration test is only as good as a conductor of the penetration test. Now, cyber is very unregulated industry, which means it can be tricky to know who's qualified. Compare this perhaps to medical industry. If you go to a hospital, you'll generally get referred to a medical doctor or a physician, and this is usually somebody who has a degree, such as an MD or a DO, which proves their competency. Of course, there's always a joke of what do you call the doctor who graduate, the person who graduates last in their medical school class, doctor. What do you not want to call them? My doctor? Well, if someone like this, the medical profession is also going to have a license from the state to practice medicine legally. Now, contrast this to the cybersecurity industry. There really is no requirement for a degree to practice cyber in the workforce. In fact, many of the best security practitioners I know don't have four-year degrees, and that's not considered to be a disqualifier. Also, there's no license issued by the state to practice cyber or develop software applications. Therefore, if you need to look for relevant cyber certifications to demonstrate competency to perform a pen test, you go outside. You look for pen testing certificates such as the Certified Ethical Hacker or CEH, which is a good start. The Global Information Assurance Certification or GAC, either the GPEN or GWAP, and the Offensive Security Certified Professional or OSCP, just to name a few. Now, we strongly recommend that anyone performing an actual pen test 
have an OSCP. Why? Because this certification is well, kind of difficult to pass. A cyber professional must be able to perform an actual penetration test and produce a detailed report to get the certification. This is exactly what you want in a pen tester, which is why we're big fans of this certification. It's a lot more complicated than remembering a bunch of textbook answers and filling in a multiple choice test. It's a practical hands-on final. So do yourself a favor and Ask for individuals performing pen tests at your company to possess a certification. If you have your own internal folks and they don't have it, maybe consider funding that as part of their employee plan for education for the next year. Now, it may mean that if you're bringing people from the outside that your pen test costs more, but it's a really good way to set a bar of qualified folks who can perform quality pen tests to help secure your organization. Okay, now you have money and you know you want to look for pen test teams from companies that have skilled cyber professionals with years of experience and an OSCP. Now, what company should you look at? Well, usually we see three types of pen testing companies. Companies that use their existing auditors to perform pen tests like KPMG, EY, PwC, or Deloitte. But I call the big four and a half because you never know who's going to merge with somebody else or perhaps go out of business. Now, this is rather expensive, but it's easy to get them approved because most large companies already have contracts with at least one of these companies. The second type of firm that we see are large penetration testing companies that focus on this. Companies like Bishop Fox, Black Hills Information Security, NCG Group, uh, TrustedSec. These focus largely on pen testing and, and don't extend into other areas like financial auditing. And they'll probably have at least 50 or more penetration testers with experience from places like CIA, NSA, and, and other large tech companies. Now note, they're often highly acclaimed, and so therefore, there's going to be a wait list, perhaps even of a few months before you can get added as a new client. And then finally, there are boutique shops that specialize in particular areas. For example, you might want to hire a company that specializes in testing mobile apps or Salesforce environments, embedded devices, or APIs. This is a more specialized skill and a bit harder to find, so you have to find a relevant vendor. Now, remember, if someone can pass the OSCP, it means they know how to test and usually have a background in web app pen testing. Attacking a web application means being an expert in using tools like Burp Suite to look for OWASP top 10 attacks like SQL injection or cross-site scripting. And this is a very different set of skills from someone who can hack a vehicle controller area network, CAN bus, or a John Deere tractor that may require reverse engineering skills and C++ coding. Now, once you've picked your vendor and successfully negotiate a master license agreement, be sure to check that you're continuing to get the talent you expect. Now, it's common for the first penetration test to have skilled testers, but over time to have a vendor replace staff with perhaps cheaper labor and who might not have that OSCP and the same level of experience that you expect. So don't let this happen to your company and review the labor and contact requirements in a recurring fashion. All right, let's imagine you have a highly skilled vendor who meets these requirements. How should they perform a pen test? Well, if you're looking for a quality penetration testing guide, we can recommend one used by Google. Google, whose parent company is called Alphabet, has publicly shared their penetration testing guidelines and we've attached a link to it in our show notes. It's a great read, so please take a look. Now, Google recommends that a good pen test report should clearly follow an assessment methodology during that assessment. Now, usually pen testers will follow an industry-recognized standard like the OWASP Web Security Testing Guide, the OWASP Mobile Security Testing Guide, the OWASP Firmware Security Testing Guide, 
PCI DSS penetration testing guide, the penetration testing execution standard, or even the OSS TMM, which stands for the Open Source Security Testing Methodology Manual. These assessment methodologies can be used to show that extensive evaluations were done and the multiple number of steps were carried out and attacks were carried out. But they can also standardize the documentation of findings. Here you want a list showing risk severity level, impact from a business technical perspective, clear, concise steps to reproduce the finding, screenshots showing evidence of the finding, and recommendations on how to resolve the finding. This will allow you to build a quality penetration test methodology that you can reuse in an organization to improve your understanding of technical risks. Now, if I can get a good penetration test today, perhaps we should think about how penetration testing is changing in the future. And the answer is automation. Now, we've had automated vulnerability management tools for decades, but please don't think that running a dynamic application security testing tool or DAST, such as WebInspect, is the same thing as performing a full pen test. A penetration test usually takes about a month of work from a trained professional, which is quite different from a 30-minute scan. As a cyber industry, we're starting to see innovative penetration testing companies build out continuous and automated penetration testing tooling. Examples of this include Bishop Fox's Cosmos, Pentera's automated security validation platform, and Stage 2 security voodoo and mage tooling. Each of these companies are producing some really interesting tools, and we think they will be a strong complement to penetration tests performed by actual human teams. This means that companies can perform more tests on more applications. The other major advantage with these tools is repeatability. Usually, a penetration test is a point-in-time assessment. For example, once a year, you schedule a penetration test on your application. And this means if a month later you make changes or updates or patches to your application, then there can easily be new vulnerabilities introduced, which were never assessed by your penetration test. So having a continuous solution to identify common vulnerabilities is important because you always want to find your vulnerabilities first before bad actors do. And here's one final tip. Don't rely on a single penetration testing company. Remember, we discussed that pen testing companies only as good as a tester in the toolbox on the day that it's run. So try changing out the company who tests the same application each year. For example, perhaps you have contracts with Bishop Fox, Stage 2 Security, and Black Hills Information Security, where each company performs a number of penetration tests for your business each year. You can alternate which company scans which application. So, for example, have Bishop Fox perform a pen test of your public website in 2022, then Stage 2 Security test it in 2023, and Black Hills test it in 2024. Every pen tester looks for something different, and they will bring different skills to the test. If you leverage this methodology of changing penetration testing vendors each cycle, then you will get more findings, which allow you to potentially remediate more and, and lower your risk. It also allows you to know if a penetration testing vendor's pricing is out of the norm. You can cancel or renegotiate one contract if a pen testing vendor wants to double their prices. And watch the news. Even security companies have problems, and if a firm's best pen testers all leave to join a startup, that loss of talent may impact the quality of your report from that original business. Well, thanks for listening to CISO Tradecraft, and we hope you found this episode valuable in your security leadership journey. As always, we encourage you to follow us on LinkedIn, and help us out by letting your podcast provider know that you value the show. This is your host, G. Mark Hardy, and until next time, stay safe.